It's the Kim Munson Show, analyzing the most important story. The socialization of transportation, education, energy, housing, and water, what it means is, is that government controls these through rules and regulations. The latest in politics and world affairs. Under the skies of bipartisanship and nonpartisanship, it's actually tapping down the truth. Today's current opinions and ideas. On an equal field, in the battle of ideas, mistruths or misconceptions is getting us into a world of hurt. Is it freedom or is it force? Let's have a conversation. Indeed, let's have a conversation and welcome to the Kim Munson Show. Thank you so much for joining us. You're each treasured, you're valued, you have purpose today. Strive for excellence, take care of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your body. My friends, we were made for this moment. And thank you to the team that I work with. That's producer Steve, producer Luke, Zach, Echo, Charlie, all the people here at Crawford Broadcasting. And producer Steve, we have someone new to introduce to everyone. Yes, we do. And uh, uh, you have decided that you are going to retire. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And uh, you will be sorely missed. Um, You're just such a great member of this team. But uh, but we have Joe that you are training now. So, Producer Joe, welcome to the Kim Munson Show. Hi, Kim. Thank you so much. Uh, Very excited about this. And uh, how about you? Super excited. It's going to be a great opportunity. Yep. Looking forward to it. So you're learning from one of the best there, uh, Producer Joe. So welcome. Thank you. Great to have you. Do, do I need to write you a check here or what? <laughs> no. You know how much I appreciate you, even though, even though we, you know, tease each other. You know I'm going to miss you. Well, there's still the phone lines, and uh, you're just going to need to be careful about what phone calls you accept (laughs) (laughs) joe if it's if it's steve from douglas county we'll have to we'll have to check things out before we put them on the air okay (laughs) absolutely okay uh so it's great to have you joe and uh steve also um thank you for all that you do i greatly appreciate you check out the website it's kim munson m-o-n-s-o-n.com sign up for our weekly email newsletter you will get first look at our upcoming guests as well as our most recent essays and pam long will be on the show tomorrow she's got a really important essay it's hard to believe but there's these uh tracking things that tracking devices that are being put in kids school uh some of the kids school um ids as well as their bus passes and so we kind of need to talk about that so pam long will be on tomorrow and then her essay will roll out this weekend so you'll want to be sure and be signed up for that you can email me at kim at kimmunson.com and thank you to all of you who support us we are an independent voice we search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force force versus freedom something's a good idea you should not have to force people to do it and America's Veterans Story show yesterday was with uh, George Hamilton. I heard from a number of listeners that they just really appreciated that interview. He's 101 years young and a great interview. And then this week we will be um, doing an interview with Bill Becker, World War II veteran and uh, one of the carpetbaggers. And so you will not want to miss that at 3 o'clock this Sunday coming up on all KLZ platforms. As you know, we are live 6 to 8 a.m. Monday through Friday on the Kim Munson Show. The first hour is rebroadcast 1 to 2 in the afternoon and the second hour 10 to 11 at night. And we are working diligently to try to have the podcasts and the summaries up within 24 hours. And we're starting to get to, get, getting to that, right, Steve? 
close? Uh, let's see. I Actually, this morning, since I was up early this morning, <laughs> I did, uh, the last one I did was August, oh, the 3rd. Okay. Okay, so we, we still have a little bit of catching up to do then. We're well, working on it. As fast as your man, you know, Zach can get them out there, I, uh, I pounce on them. Yes, and you're getting those out. And so once that summary is posted, then the podcast is also on the streaming services uh, like iTunes and Spotify and all those. So, so let's see. Um, oh, our word of the day. I, I, I was given to me by Christy Whaley, and I'm going to have to come back to you for the word of the day because I put it on there, but I neglected to actually get the, get the, um, the definition. So we'll do that in the second segment. Okay, Steve? <laughs> All righty. Okay, so we will get over here to the, uh, the word of the day. and or excuse, Yeah, no, excuse me, the quote of the day. But the show comes to you because a lot of great sponsors, and one of those great sponsors is Hooters Restaurants. And they have five locations, Loveland, Aurora, Lone Tree, Westminster, and Colorado Springs. And they have specials Monday through Friday for lunch and for happy hour. And um, the girls are coming over this Wednesday, so I will be partaking in their Wednesday Wings Day. Oh, jeez. And that's by <laughs> 20 Wings. You get an additional 10 for free. And um, how I got to know them, it's one of these really important stories about freedom, free markets, and capitalism as that, uh, that bangs up against PBIs and what they want to do. And so check that out. It's, uh, the whole story is at my website at kimmunson.com. Uh, the quote of the day, no, yeah, the quote of the day, uh, this, as, as you know, we've been going through the Medal of Honor quote book from the Center for American Values. And... Uh, they're going to be doing something, I think, very – they always do something for 9-11, which is right around the corner. And I will, will be down in Pueblo for that. But the Center for American Values is located on the beautiful Riverwalk in Pueblo. And uh, it's co-founded by Drew Dix and Brad Padula. And uh, Drew Dix is a Medal of Honor recipient. And Drew and Brad realized that – Uh, We really need to, A, honor our history, honor these Medal of Honor recipients, which is the highest military award that can be awarded to our our military, but also to take what these guys did and make sure that we understand it and pass it on to the next generation through educational programs. So they're doing great work down at the Center for American Values. You can get more information by going to AmericanValueCenter.org. But I got this from a listener. It says, Hi, Kim. Thanks for your fine veteran show. I just wanted to tell you it's the 80th anniversary of Medal of Honor recipient Private Joseph Pantillion Martinez's death on a two island in 1943. He's from Alt, Colorado, and his statue is in the Alt City Park. Imagine, drafted in August of 1942 and killed May of 1943. Can you think of any way we could honor him? You can pull up his service details on the web. Veterans never forget. Thank, thank you kindly for your time, Jerome. Well, Jerome, thank you. And uh, actually, this was early on as I was going on, on this journey uh, with our veterans, is I interviewed Joe P. Martinez's cousin, Levi Martinez. And so we decided that we would pull... Um, that that interview where it was so important, and this was back in 2018, Levi was 95 at the time, also a World War II veteran in New Guinea. He he he's a, it's an interesting story, and I'll I'll have to tell that at one of the, some other time. But uh, I pulled this up uh, regarding Joe Martinez, and I wanted to honor him. 
he was born in Taos, New Mexico in 1920, the youngest of many children to Jose Manuel, Manuel Martinez and Maria Eduvision Romo. His parents moved the family to Alt, Colorado in 1927. After being drafted into the U.S. Army in August 1942, Martinez shipped off to Camp Roberts, California, for basic training. Upon completing his training, Martinez was assigned to Company K, 32nd Infantry, 7th Infantry Division. The 7th Infantry Division was part of the force that landed at Atu in the Aleutian Islands of Alaska. The Japanese invaded the Aleutians in June of 42, the first time American soil had been invaded by a foreign power since the War of 1812. Martinez, together with the men from K Company, landed at Hulse Bay on May 11 and began the long and bitter struggle to wrest the craggy ridges that encircled the bay from the Japanese. This fighting was up close and brutal as the Japanese forces defending the narrow passes that were the only means of advance to clear the ridges, man foxholes with machine guns, and the riflemen had the advantage of possessing the high ground. One of the crucial passes was called Fish Hook and was a key objective for the 32nd Regiment. An attempt on the pass was made on May 24, but was repulsed with the attackers suffering heavy casualties. After recuperating from their beating and with the assistance of massive artillery bombardments, Martinez and his comrades made another attempt on May 26. After initially making quick progress up the ridge due to the losses the Japanese absorbed, the Americans encountered stiffening resistance in the form of hot spots that blocked their advance. At a particularly, uh, particularly lethal point, Martinez was pinned down with his men. Taking his bar rifle, Martinez charged, clearing out foxhole after foxhole, picking up an M1 Garand rifle once he ran out of his own ammunition. In the capture of a two, as told by the men who fought there by Robert Mitchell, Sewell Ting, and Nelson Drummond, Sergeant Earl L. Marks of K Company, uh, dedicated to other service members, and this was um, this was from U.S. Army military website where I got that. I thought it was just important that you know uh, Joe P. Martin, uh, Martinez's story. Uh, but now... Um, it was so important in this interview in 2018 by Levi Martinez, 95 years old, to honor his cousin. He said, can I read his citation uh, when he was awarded the Medal of Honor? So let's, uh, let's play that, Steve. His citation, the award awarding him the Congressional Medal of Honor, reads as follows. For conspicuous gallantry and intrepidity above and beyond the call of duty, in action with the enemy over a period of several days repeated efforts to drive the enemy from a key defensive position high in the snow-covered precipitous mountains between East Arm Holtz Bay and Chicago Harbor had failed. On May 26, 1943, troops Deep dispositions were readjusted in a trial coordinated attack on the disposition by a reinforced battalion was launched. Initially successful, the attack hesitated. In the face of several hostile and machine gun um, rifle and mortar fire, Private Martinez, an automatic rifleman, rose to his feet and resumed his advance. Occasionally, he stopped to urge his comrades on. 
His example inspired others to follow. After a most difficult climb, Private Martinez eliminated resistance from part of the enemy position by BAR fire and hand grenades, thus assisting the advance of other attacking elements. This success only partially completed the action. The main Holtz Chicago Pass rose above 150 feet higher, flanked by steep rocky ridges and reached by a snow-filled defile. Passage was barred by enemy fire from either flank and and from tiers of snow trenches in front. Despite these obstacles and knowing of their existence, Private Martinez again led the troops, it says, led the troops on and up, personally silencing several trenches with BAR fire and ultimately reaching the pass itself. Here, just before the knife-like rim of the pass, in other words, the, the, the pass itself was like a knife. It would, would be hard to touch, right? Wow. And I think that that is so powerful, Steve. And uh, that was Levi Martinez, and he was sharing the citation for his cousin, Joe P. Martinez, who was born in 1920. He died in 1943, so he was either 22 or 23 years old when he did that. And obviously, the family is so proud of him. So I decided to pull the quote of the day from General George S. Patton, as we're thinking about Joe P. Martinez, who uh, his statue's in Alt, Colorado. He said, it is foolish and wrong to mourn the men who died. Rather, we should thank God that such men such as this lived. And I think that that is so powerful. So, again, thank you to Jerome for bringing that to my attention. I so greatly, greatly appreciate that. show comes to you because of wonderful sponsors, and I know each and every one of them personally, and I highly recommend them. And uh, one of those great sponsors is the Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance Team, and they want you to feel safe and well-served to understand your insurance coverage and know that their office will respond to your call or text 24 hours a day. For that 24-hour peace of mind, call Roger Mangan at 303-795-8855. Like a good neighbor, Roger Mangan's team is there. So I switched my insurance to the Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance Agency. Get this. I actually talked to Roger Mangan, who has been helping people with their insurance coverage in our community for 47 years. He helped me create a State Farm personalized price insurance plan for my home and auto and explained affordable options. For personalized service and peace of mind that you are working with a team that cares about you and your family, call Roger Mangan now at 303-795-8855. Kim highly recommends the Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance Team. Again, that number is 303-795-8855. 
It's Colorado. We want warm homes in the winter and cool, comfortable homes in the summer. Johnny Stubbs Services is the heating and air conditioning company to call to ensure that your heating and cooling systems run efficiently and last for years. Johnny Stubbs Services' team of experts provide proper guidance to help you make informed decisions about your heating and cooling needs. Kim Munson highly recommends Johnny Stubbs Services. Schedule your air conditioning check before summer arrives at johnnystubbservices.com and receive a great gift. That's johnnystubbservices.com. No matter how you define it, inflation is out of control. Increasing prices at the gas pump and grocery stores are hurting everyday people. All these challenges we face are preventable. Individuals must understand what is going on and who is responsible. That is why Kim Munson is bringing truth and clarity to the issues facing our families, our communities, our state, and our country. Now more than ever, it's important to support Kim's independent voice. She has the courage to research and inform you about the real issues. It's not easy, and Kim could use your help. Go to KimMunson.com to contribute. Again, help Kim by contributing at KimMunson.com. That's M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter. And you can email me at Kim at Kim Munson dot com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We are an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it. And uh, one uh, one thing I just wanted to mention, uh, that is after hearing Levi Martinez and uh, the citation for his cousin Joe P. Martinez, who died uh, trying to, well, they did take retake uh, uh, the Aleutian Islands from the Japanese in World War II. But my friends, that is why we stand for the national anthem. And that's why we honor our flag. And uh, the U.S. uh, women's soccer team was knocked out of the, um, I guess, the top 16 round this weekend. And um, I have to say, I was was having a very difficult time rooting for them because uh, Megan Rapinoe, who had been one of the stars, has had complete disdain for America. And it's difficult to root for this team that this just the disrespect and then Megan Rapinoe has not stood against this whole trans activist movement where uh, men are competing with women in women's sports and going in women's lockers rooms and this is antithetical to nature's law uh, what is happening with this trans activist movement and so I know that there are those on the team that that do not hold um, those views but but the fact that uh, to be able to get away with that disrespect for America and our flag and our national anthem on an international stage is a travesty. So I am um, I'm sorry that they didn't continue on, but it was very difficult for me to to root for them, Steve. And I've watched a lot of soccer in my life. They have annoyed and angered a lot of people, and the fallout on social media, it's almost merciless. They are taking a beating right now in, in, in light of their loss. I mean, nobody's saying, oh, gee, tough, tough luck, uh, maybe next time. They're just literally being pounded. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, I think people are, are and you know it's not it's not just necessarily them it's those that have taught them this they've not and or the things they've not taught them they've not taught them the stories of the heroism of Joe P Martinez and what what it took the blood and treasure that it took to uh, regain the Aleutian Islands, which brings us to an, another headline I'm super concerned about. Is uh, this is from the Daily Wire, and that is: is China and Russia have sent warships near the Alaska coast, prompting a U.S. response. We see the weakness with the O'Biden administration that uh, we're being tested by our enemies, and uh, this is at a time when we are seeing our military is focused on a woke agenda. Uh, Honestly, uh, our military readiness, I'm extremely concerned about it. And uh, so we'll talk about that in just a moment. I did want to get over here to the word of the day. Christy Ailey gave this to me since we are in the month of August. She said um, uh, she suggested the word august. And it is an adjective. It's respected and dignified. A synonym would be grand. Number two of a quality inspiring mingled admiration and reverence, having an aspect of solemn dignity or grandeur, sublime, majestic, having exalted birth, character, state, or authority. Number three, noble, venerable, majestic, awe-inspiring, often of the highest social class. Um, So let's see. I did not put that into a sentence yet. Uh, When I think about the founding of America... And the august character of, of those that uh, had the vision of our Declaration and then our Constitution, I actually have to stop and be very grateful for what we have right now. That was on the fly. How'd I do? That's uh, totally acceptable for a Monday morning. Good job. <laughs> but not good for Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday. Huh? Uh, well, you know, as we get progress into the week, I, my expectations rise. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, yes, can you honestly believe that we have Russia and China? Was it Russia and China, right? Yes. Yeah, with the current state of readiness and the current state of our military in general, I wouldn't want to mess with either one of them right now. And if they start joining forces, that's not good. Right. And we realize also that we've heard that uh, recruitment for the U.S. military is uh, very challenging right now. A lot of it's probably been because of the disrespect that has, uh, you know, has been shown towards our military. But, Steve, you and I both found this this weekend. I found this via the stars.us, S-T-A-R-R-S.us website, but you found it as well. And AMAC, the American, the Association of Mature American Citizens, had uh, put this out regarding, it said, uh, 10 shocking examples of wokeism in the U.S. military. Is that the one that you found, or did you have a different one? This is a, a different one. Okay. Okay. Then let's go with yours. Okay. And then... It's very well done, and it starts off uh, with a comparison of, in 1859, Charles Dickens wrote a novel entitled A Tale of Two Cities, set during the French Revolution's slide into darkness. Oddly, the title fits our times. Increasingly, we have become a nation characterized by A Tale of Two Cities, one painfully, painfully woke, the other intentionally not. So they did a little case study here. They picked uh, Portland, Oregon, San Francisco, uh, are paradigms of woke culture followed by other democratic cities around the country. Now, here's 
Here's the thing I, that grabbed my attention because, you know, as a public service, we want people to know, you know, they hear this term woke, you know, thankful, thanks to Barack Obama. I think he was like the first one I heard say it. And think, what in the world does that mean? Well, okay, the uh, hallmarks of being woke uh, in these particular cities that they, they looked at, their leaders are disenchanted with law enforcement. Okay, we know that. Relatively anti-business, unapologetically disparaging towards traditional family, faith, and patriotic values. We certainly know that. Often against parental involvement in schools. Mm-hmm. And they tolerate higher taxes, illegal immigration, and activism. So there's your, you know, not necessarily all-inclusive, but there are your hallmarks of wokeism. And what, but then we're seeing what has happened with those policies with both Portland and San Francisco. We talked about it last week that um, uh, the uh, uh, county that Portland is is in, they've lost $1.2 billion of um, of business, of people leaving uh, Portland because uh, people are seeing on both sides of the aisle, all sides of the aisle, uh, the effects of of what of these woke policies and when people wake up they leave these places and uh, so uh, so we're yeah we're in this uh, we're in this big big battle of ideas that's going on right now and speaking of big battle of ideas there was the uh, Colorado GOP had their big meeting on Saturday and one of the the issues was whether or not uh, and this this was so complicated. I know people's eyes were glazing over, but with the open primary that was passed, um, uh, the open primary question that was passed by the people of Colorado in 2016, those that wrote it. Uh, were very crafty, and uh, this would actually be people on both sides of the aisle. I would say it's the Democrat, a radical activist, along with the uh, Republican operative consultant class. I think they probably worked together on that particular ballot question. But there was a Supreme Court case in California a number of years ago. I want to say it was in 2000. But there was a Supreme Court case because California was voting to open their primaries. And uh, the Supreme Court ruling was basically that there had to be uh, another option uh, from regarding or to get out of the open primaries. And so there was written into this ballot question that a party could opt out of the open primary if 75% of their governing board uh, voted to get out of the primary. And that was inserted to try to prevent any Supreme, any, um, to, to get around the Supreme Court decision, because it's impossible to get 75% typically of the voting body. And that wasn't just the people that attended the meeting, that was the complete body. So it's really a high mark. And also in that, it said that those that did not show up would be an automatic no vote. So the big brouhaha that was occurring last week was instead of those that did the vote that was taken on Saturday, is that the vote was, was taken on those that did not show up instead of being an automatic no vote, that they would be an automatic yes vote. People could still show up and vote. People could still vote their proxy. But that was what the big question was. They needed to get 
222 votes. They needed to get two-thirds of um, of uh, the body there. And uh, they got 197. So that vote failed. But the interesting thing is, is I, I think uh, it's like stay tuned, my friends, and watch just watch – you know, watch this back and forth on what is hap- happening with the Colorado GOP. Because, again, there were many of these Republican operatives that really showed their true colors. And uh, Colorado is in big trouble. When you look at crime, you look at homelessness, you look at inflation, our education system, parental rights, Colorado is in trouble. And it has been a bipartisan getting us into trouble with the Democrat activists, radical activists, and the Republican consultant operatives. And so we need to stay tuned to see what happened happens on this. Um, I did have a number of you that reached out and said you were uncomfortable with opting out of the open primary because uh, one of our listeners uh, grew up in um, Central America and said that the party just totally chose the uh, the candidates, and so there really wasn't a choice. So I'm listening on that. But the other thing to realize is the Republican operative class actually uh, put forward via a couple of senators and a representative this last legislative session to totally gut the assembly process. So while they were crowing over here that they didn't want to shut down voices, over here they were. And so I'm just giving you this as information. I'm trying to watch this as well, and it's super important to do that. So we have these discussions because of great sponsors, and one of those great sponsors is Karen Levine. Award-winning realtor Karen Levine with REMAX Alliance understands the importance of home ownership. Karen Levine works tirelessly at the local, county, state, and national levels to protect your private property rights. With nearly 30 years' experience as a Colorado realtor, Karen Levine will help you navigate the complicated metro real estate market, whether you're buying your home, selling your home, considering a new build, or exploring investment properties. Kim Munson highly recommends Karen Levine. Call Karen Levine at 303-877-7516. That's 303-877-7516 for answers to all your real estate needs. Stay up to date on issues in public health and science by signing up and reading Dr. James Lyons-Weiler's latest articles at Popular Rationalism on Substack. Find more information about Popular Rationalism at KimMunson.com. All of Kim's sponsors are an inclusive partnership with Kim and are not affiliated with or in partnership with KLZ or Crawford Broadcasting. If you would like to support the work of the Kim Munson Show and grow your business, contact Kim at her website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for a weekly email newsletter. You can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We are an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it. And uh, did want to mention Jansen Photography. They are located in Lakewood, Colorado. They have a beautiful property. Uh, Glenn and Mary Jansen just uh, do amazing 
amazing photography, and they specialize in portraits of families and children and senior portraits. Uh, All of you with senior students out there, you need to make your appointment. And then also those important headshots that we need for our political and business careers. Uh, I did a photo shoot with them, and uh, Glenn Jansen works magic with his camera. So be sure and check out jansenphotography.com. That's J-A-N-S-S-E-N photography.com. And I'm very pleased to have on the line with me Dr. Brian Jundeth, and he uh, writes extensively at American Thinker. He's a he's a deep thinker as well, and so I'm excited that uh, we're going to have him on once a month. And so, Dr. Brian Jundeth, welcome to the show. Good morning, Ken. Thank you for having me. Absolutely, you've written a really important piece, and it is the GOP death wish. And of course, we had this big meeting this last last Saturday, and. Dr. June Depth, I um, there was a comedian one time that said that uh, isn't it funny how in sports we we um, we cheer for people's clothes if we have so for example um, Tom Brady when he was a um, New England Patriot everybody in New England they loved him but the minute he changed his uniform maybe they didn't love him so much because he was wearing some different clothes and I I think it's dangerous to just cheer on the clothes or cheer on the candidate. I don't know if that's making sense, but I'm, I wanted to ask you about that. Well, it does make sense. Rather than just reflexively voting for Republican or Democrat because they have an R or D after their name, it's, it's more looking at what they stand for, what they do, what they say they're going to do, and how they follow up. And Republicans have been largely a big disappointment they say certain things when they're campaigning and then when they get into office they're very supportive of the administrative state the deep state call it what you want but there's little pushback against things that we're seeing that most americans should be abhorrent you know persecuting a political opponent and and spending endless money on foreign wars that are not really relevant to U.S. national interest, not securing the border, not cutting government spending, etc. There, there are so many things that Republicans could be doing that they're not that really make them irrelevant as a party. Why just vote for somebody because they have an R after the name instead of uh, perhaps a third-party candidate or somebody that uh, is actually going to do something? But unfortunately, the two-party system makes additional candidates uh, uh, gives them quite a challenge. Well, and, and okay, we can say that's that's how it's been, I think, it's it, for a while. And the problem is, is the nation is in decline. We are in a very dangerous position. We've got the Chinese and Russia are, are uh, flexing their muscles off the coast of Alaska. Uh, Fitch just downgraded the U.S. Um, credit, worth and credit worthiness, uh, and that could play out from an economic standpoint uh, not very well for us if we don't get a handle on this. So it, it's we can't be asleep regarding this anymore, Dr. June Depth. That's correct. We, we have uh, our economic house is a mess. Our debt is higher than our GDP, and that's generally a death knell for countries. Uh, we still have a reserve currency, which who knows how much longer that will last. That's shifting away from us. 
uh, we're spending money we don't have, and we continue to do so. We have an unsecured border. Uh, people are coming into this country that are not contributing, that are taking from the system, that are a cost to taxpayers. Our cities have become a mess, including Denver. There's filth and drugs and homelessness and crime. Most big U.S. cities are becoming unlivable because of this. Uh, we're meddling in foreign affairs of countries, and we have an out-of-control government. We have a uh, law enforcement and intelligence agency that are weaponized against the people, weaponized against political opponents. That's totalitarianism, which is subject of what I wrote about in my article this morning. So uh, that's uh, it's really bad about what's going on. It's dangerous, and it doesn't bode well for our future. Well, and in your piece, The GOP Death Wish, you had said that the GOP used to stand for Grand Old Party. Now it uh, stands for Gladly Out of Power. And first of all, I guess um, power, the, um, the founders really wanted to limit that power. But why, is, why, why do we not see uh, those in the GOP really take a stand against all the things that you just described? I mean, the politicization uh, against a political opponent, no matter what side of the aisle are, you're on and whether or not you like Trump or not. That's it. That's just not okay. But we're not really seeing um, Republicans uh, take a stand. And I, I really think if they did, I think that the big, broad middle of America, and that would be your your blue dog, moderate Democrats and unaffiliated and libertarians, Republicans and conservatives, I think they'd get behind candidates that said, hey, we've got to we've got to get a handle on this and get this turned around. You have to realize the Republican Party does not like Donald Trump, and they never have. They were against him getting the nomination. Originally in 2016, Jeb Bush was the favorite candidate. Uh, most Republican presidential candidates that are successful, you look at the, the three Bush terms, uh, these are go-along-to-get-along Republicans. They, they do the bidding of the administrative state. They're part of it. They're they're feeding out of the same trough, and the differences are really minimal. Go back a decade or two, and there were really minimal differences between the parties. You know, one, one might uh, raise your taxes a little, the other might cut taxes a little bit, but that result was everybody was paying a lot of tax. It wasn't a, a huge difference. Reagan had great tax cuts, but uh, other fees creeped up, and agencies weren't defunded. So... Even the great Ronald Reagan, he, he nibbled a little bit at it, but there, there were a lot of things that could have been done that, that weren't. And it's a, a very powerful administrative state that runs the government, regardless of who's in power. And current Republicans are not pushing back. Trump has, has challenged the deep state, and that's why they're so apoplectic and so against him and, and doing everything they can to... Uh, keep them away from the White House where he can keep at it. That's why they're going after him. Who, who arrests their political opponent? That's third world banana republic type stuff, and here we're seeing it in the U.S. Sending the Justice Department after your political opponent on nonsensical charges. These are things the voters should decide, not, not the Department of Justice. Dr. And, these things, oh, and these things can be turned on the Democrats. You know, they, they don't realize that someday a Republican will be in power 
And you know, if Trump gets reelected, the first thing he should do is arrest everybody that, that claimed any past election was fraudulent. That's Barack Obama, Joe Biden, Al Gore, Hillary Clinton, Stacey Abrams. You can make a long list of Democrats on record saying, no, this is not a legitimate election. This is not a legitimate president. And under current rules, they should be indicted and arrested and prosecuted, put in jail. That's what they're doing to Trump. Well, Dr. June Depp, uh, we are at an extremely dangerous time, both from an economic standpoint, from a military standpoint. And I, I, I'm not sure that people totally understand the danger of, you know, people still want to live their lives. We're, I, in some ways, I feel like we're living on the fumes of freedom, the, the fumes of these, um, the, this amazing idea of America. And there will be a reckoning, and and it's either going to be we're going to choose our reckoning or it's going to be a reckoning, one or the other. And so it's important, the pieces that you write, that we have these conversations so that we can get this ship um, back, back um, or this train back on track. Absolutely. Uh, economically, we're in a real mess. Uh, they downplay inflation. They downplay recession. But the economy is not good. People are struggling, and it's not getting any better. We, we continue to spend money we don't have. And just look at the national national debt. We have a national debt of uh, $32 trillion, and as interest rates tick up, that's, think about how much interest is going to be paid on the debt. You know, when interest rates go from 1% to 5 or 6%, uh, that's a, a five-fold increase in debt payment, and that has to come out of tax revenue, meaning there won't be enough for other things. In essence, we are borrowing money to pay for interest on borrowed money. That's a bad thing. That's like maxing out your credit card and taking out another credit card so you can charge the minimum payment on the maxed out card on the new card. Eventually, that, that house of cards collapses. And that's, that's what we're looking at. Dr. June Depp, uh, I have Lauren Levy on regularly. He's a sponsor of the show, uh, and he's an expert in the mortgage arena. And so we we talk a lot about the Federal Reserve. And so, uh, you know, years ago, before the meteoric rise in interest rates, they were being artificially held down. And that's not good either. But that meant that there was opportunity for people when they were buying a home to get a low mortgage rate. But for savers... They were really dinged on that because there was no, uh, there was not really a return on if they put money in the bank and savings. So again, that was artificially low. But then all of a sudden, because of inflation, which is government induced, the Fed says that one of their things that they're supposed to do is keep inflation under control, and so interest rates went up so fast. That, uh, I mean, it put Silicon Valley Bank in a, a situation where uh, it failed. And I, I, as you're talking about this, it's like they should realize that this meteoric rise in interest rates under the guise of trying to fight inflation or slow down the economy uh, is really going to put us in an even more difficult situation from a nation, from an economic standpoint. I just connected that dot as you were talking yeah, it's, it's really dangerous, it's, and, and the Fed has themselves to blame. It's under 
uh, I'm presuming political pressure. They kept interest rates low to keep the economy humming along. Uh, it, it did hurt people living on uh, savings and fixed income, but it, it propped up the stock market. It propped up business because money was free. Money was available, and they were printing quantitative easing in, in 2008. And, and then, again, in COVID, they injected all this money into the system. And, of course, uh, supply and demand rules the day, and you oversupply uh that cheapens the value of money. Right. So when there's a glut of cars on the market, prices go down. So the value of money goes down, and that's uh, that's inflation. And it, it's foolish. It was it was done for political reasons, and now we're paying the the piper. It's affecting a lot of businesses. People can't buy homes. They can't refinance. And there's going to be big trickle down from that. Car loans, credit card interest, all sorts of things are are really coming home to roost, and people that are not prepared or able to handle that are going to be in big trouble. Oh, gosh. Uh, I'm talking with Dr. Brian Jundeft. He writes extensively. We're talking about a piece that was just recently published uh, in the in American Thinker, the GOP Death Wish. Uh, we have these important conversations because of great sponsors, and I just mentioned Lauren Levy. Knowledge is power. A reverse mortgage can be an important financial tool for individuals 62 and older. It is essential to understand the process so that all your questions are answered. With nearly 20 years in the mortgage industry, Lauren Levy with Polygon Financial Group has the experience to answer your questions. Lauren understands that each financial transaction is personal. If you'd like to explore your options on a reverse mortgage, remodel your home, buy a rental property, or move, call Lauren Levy at 303-880-8881. Kim Munson highly recommends Lauren Levy for all your mortgage needs. Call Lauren at 303-880-8881. You'd like to get in touch with one of the sponsors of the Kim Munson Show, but you can't remember their phone contact or website information. Find a full list of advertising partners on Kim's website, kimmunson.com. That's Kim, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Franktown Firearms staff and customers alike are concerned with your safety and ability to shoot well. And that comes from a sense of community that they foster at their shop. The staff doesn't work on commission from sales, so there won't be any pressure to buy what you don't need. They host events like Ladies' Night every first Friday and Tactical Fun Night every third Friday because they value their community and they understand that selling the most expensive product doesn't help you learn to shoot. Your money goes further at Franktown because they'd rather you be self-sufficient with what you already own and be proficient in using it. If you're looking for a range and shop that can take you to the next level in your self-defense training, Learn how to shoot in realistic scenarios from instructors who have been there, done that. Then look no further than Franktown Firearms. Go to klzradio.com slash franktown. Franktown Firearms, where friends are made. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for a weekly email newsletter. You can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it. Uh, so pleased to have on the line with me Dr. Brian Judef. You can find uh, many of his essays at American Thinker. We're talking about the GOP death wish. And Dr. June Depth, what I have found a bit frustrating 
not only on the national level, but here in Colorado, uh, the uh, GOP consultant operatives regarding election integrity is there's nothing to see here. Uh, and you'd written that um, uh, surprisingly, uh, Trump was elected in 2016, catching election riggers and cheaters flat-footed. But they said, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me, fool me twice, shame on me. And uh, the, the things changed in 2020 then uh, regarding the election. But uh, I've I really felt the, the, you know, it's the patting on the head. Nothing to see here. Move along. No, nothing to see here. And if we don't have free, fair, honest, and transparent elections, we've got what we have right now. And that is, is uh, close to, to tyranny. So what do, you, what do you think about that? Exactly. The, the elections, you, you look at logically how Trump was leading on election night, and then there was a decision by the networks to uh, basically call the election for Biden. Uh, vote counting stopped in a few swing states, and uh, the next morning Biden had the lead, and there was no transparency over why vote counting was stopped at night and what was happening, and windows were blacked out and observers weren't present, and the numbers just don't add up. There were something like, you know, 20 million more votes cast in 2020 than 2016, and it doesn't jive with registered voters or increase in population. Why all of a sudden uh, all these votes? Trump increased his votes because of a strong economy and things he accomplished. But, you know, how did, how did Biden get 15 million more votes than Barack Obama? Obama was charismatic. A lot of people liked him. Uh, Biden didn't campaign. He wasn't likable. I mean, just uh, so many things on the surface just don't make sense. And if people are skeptical and you look at the polls, Rasmussen has polls with the majority of likely voters, and that's uh, both political parties don't trust the elections. It's even more so among Republicans, but even Democrats don't trust the elections. The government officials, at a minimum, need to reassure the public that elections are legitimate if they are. There should be audits and a, and a full uh, full scrutiny of them, not just covering it up and Anybody that questions it is uh, called names. They're an election denier, et cetera, et cetera. Um, there, there needs to be a full accounting, if anything, to reassure the public that they are legitimate if they are. If they're not, why are they not? And what's being done to fix it? Well, and and it it's, Go ahead. You, can't, you can't just blow it off. And, and then there's election interference. The government agencies are interfering. The FBI, the CIA, they're collaborating with social media companies to promote certain news, suppress other news, Hunter Biden laptop. 16% of voters would have changed their vote if they knew about that. Um, so it, it, it's on many fronts. It's not just the elections per se. It's the undue influence and collaboration of government with the media, social and otherwise. Well, and that's uh, transparency is what is so so important and we must demand that not only on elections uh, I was talking with some young parents recently and I said you really need to make sure there's transparency on curriculum on what is being taught to your kids transparency a little bit of light uh, a little bit of truth goes a long long way but even you said in your piece here even Laura Ingram on uh, you know, on Fox um, she said she just wants us all to stop talking about 2020 and then you ask why. 
so it can happen again in 2024. Um, boy, we're in we're in a lot of trouble then if that's the case, Doctor June Depth. Well, sure. Well, Fox News is is no friend of transparency. They don't want to talk about it. They're Fox News has really become part of the corporate media establishment. They used to be a, a, an opposing voice, but yeah, maybe leaning right a little bit. But they're they're hardly pushing back. They're they're very anti-Trump, and they're anti questioning anything. They've been pro-vaccine, pro-lockdowns, pro-everything. They don't. They're not an opposing voice. You can listen to CNN, MSNBC, or Fox, and it's basically the same message. Maybe a, uh, a little tint of difference, but basically the same message, and it's, it's disappointing. And even members of Congress, that's where it comes back to the Republican Party. Hearings in Congress about the weaponization of the FBI and how they're selectively prosecuting political opponents, and our own so-called conservative Ken Buck is praising uh, Christopher Ray and saying, "Oh, he's doing the best he can." Well, that—that's uh, maybe he is, and he's, but it's not in the furtherance of uh, liberty and freedom. So maybe he's doing the best that he can, but uh, if his best is incompetent or whatever, then maybe we should have somebody somebody different. This whole um, hatred of of Trump, uh, and I I really find it that it seems like they're trying to divide our country between those that support Trump and those that don't. Um, but but what really is on the table is the American idea. Uh, this this great country of ours is really in great danger because of this this division that they're trying to foment. Absolutely, and it's, if it, if it's not Trump, it's going to be somebody else. It, it, Trump just happens to be the messenger. He's delivering a message from the people because he's the only one that's articulating it. But this has been fomenting for a while with with the Tea Party and and things that were happening before Trump of. of uh, Americans tired of a heavy-handed government and not being represented in Washington D.C. and having the government weaponized against us, and and Trump is is a reaction to that. It's not that he created it, and if it's not him, it, it'll be somebody else. And if it's not him, who who else is it going to be? I'm not impressed with the current crop of GOP candidates and whether they're going to. Just mouth what the administrative state wants and just be another Bush presidency, pushing wars, pushing open borders, uh, not being for the American people and not having an America first agenda. So we got a couple of minutes left. Uh, this is daunting right now, what we are facing. Where's, where's the hope in all this, Dr. June Depp? Uh The hope is that... Uh, Trump is a smart guy, and despite them going after him, he, he appears upbeat, confident, optimistic. This does not have him down, and um, I'm hoping he's ahead of the game on this and that he has plans and things to be disclosed that will reverse the course on this and get himself another term to, even if he gets another term to, can he dismantle the administrative state? I don't think so. That's uh, that's the hard part. He can certainly put a dent in it and, and change direction, but 
I don't know that the other Republican candidates would, would change the direction. They just go along to get along. And uh, with illegitimate elections, it doesn't matter who runs. The administrative state will pick the next candidate, and uh, they may have an R after their name, but they'll pursue the same agenda. This is an opportunity for uh, something different, a third-party candidacy, for example, I wrote about. Uh, what about, like, a Trump JFK or RFK Jr. ticket? I mean, imagine that. Oh, boy. A Republican and a Democrat, and they both have uh, third-party appeal. Trump will keep his supporters, and he's got a lot of them. And uh, RFK will peel off a lot of disaffected Democrats. This is the one time that a, a third-party candidate could actually succeed. So who knows? I don't. I don't know what's going on behind the scenes and what they have cooked up, but that would certainly make things interesting. <laughs> uh, that it would, Dr. Brian Jundeft. Hey, thank you so much, and uh, you're going to be a regular guest on the show. I'm very excited about it because you uh, you really peel back the, the uh, onion on these things, so thank you so much. Oh, it's fun. Sure. And uh, it's so amazing. The quote for the, the end of the show just works perfectly. It's from Patrick Henry. And he said, the liberties of a people never were nor ever will be secure when the transactions of their rulers may be concealed from them. So, my friends, today be grateful, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals, and like Superman, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. My friends, you are not alone. God bless you, and God bless America. Stay tuned for our number two. and opinions expressed on KLZ 560 are those of the speaker, commentators, hosts, their guests, and callers. They are not necessarily the views and opinions of Crawford Broadcasting or KLZ Management, employees, associates, or advertisers. KLZ 560 is a Crawford Broadcasting God and Country station. It's the Kim Munson Show. Analyzing the most important story. The socialization of transportation, education, energy, housing, and water, what it means is, is that government controls these through rules and regulations. The latest in politics and world affairs. Under the skies of bipartisanship and nonpartisanship, it's actually tapping down the truth. Today's current opinions and ideas. On an equal field, in the battle of ideas, mistruths or misconceptions is getting us into a world of hurt. Is it freedom or is it force? Let's have a conversation. Indeed, let's have a conversation and welcome to the Kim Munson Show. Thank you so much for joining us. You're each treasured, valued, you have purpose. Today, strive for excellence, take care of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your body. My friends, we were made for this moment. And thank you to the team that I work with. That's producer Steve, producer Luke, Zach, Echo, Charlie, and all the people here at Crawford Broadcasting. And we are so pleased to uh, welcome uh, producer Joe, who is training with uh, producer Steve. Producer Steve is going to retire and uh, so very pleased to welcome producer joe joe welcome Hi, Thank you. Uh, okay 
And uh, see, right away, I'm trying to teach him things, and then I screw up. His, <laughs> his mic wasn't on. Okay, we'll try it one more time. Joe, welcome. Thank you, Kim. There you go. So there's a lot of buttons over there, Producer Steve, and a lot of different moving parts. Did you see the writing on the wall? Like I said last week, there's tired and there's retired, and uh, <laughs> uh, I'm proving the case. Um, but you are such an important part of the team, and I greatly appreciate you. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter. Uh, you'll get first look at our upcoming guests as well as our most recent essays. You can email me at Kim at Kim dot com. And thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it. And uh, did want to mention a nonprofit I dearly love. That is the USMC Memorial Foundation. Uh, they are raising money for the remodel, and it is a great way to honor those that have given their lives or been willing to give their lives for us. And uh, so a great thing to do would be to go over to USMCMemorialFoundation.org and make a contribution. And in studio with me is my friend, Professor Kurt Gerwitz. We'll be talking about uh, U.S. credit rating, and then also you're going to update us on AI, correct? Yes, ma'am. Okay. It's Good great, morning. Great to have you here. It's great to be here. It's a beautiful day. It is. It's a beautiful day to be alive. And um, let's see here. Let's get over to our quote of the day. And uh, if you did not listen in on hour number one, you can hear that today at one o'clock. And we talked about Joe P. Martinez, was born in 1920, died in 1943, was awarded the Medal of Honor for actions that he took uh, fighting the Japanese uh, on a two island in the Aleutian Islands. Uh, again, in 1943, he died because of that battle. Uh, and I'd interviewed his cousin, uh, 95-year-old Levi Martinez in 2018. Levi has since passed on. But his love and respect for his cousin, he said, may I read the citation? And I said, absolutely. So we pulled that, uh, that soundbite and uh, we played that. Uh, of Levi talking about his cousin and the citation. And uh, you can... You can hear that at um, in the one to two o'clock hour. But thinking of Joe P. Martinez, I pulled this quote from George Patton, General George S. Patton. He said, it is foolish and wrong to mourn the men who died. Rather, we should thank God that such men lived. And uh, again, Joe P. Martinez. I will tell you why we did that. And, and this was uh, because of Jerome, one of our listeners. He said, hi, Kim. Thanks for your fine veteran show. I just wanted to tell you it's the 80th anniversary of Medal of Honor recipient Private Joseph uh, Pantaleon uh, Martinez's death on a two island in 1943. He is from Alt, Colorado, and his statue is in the Alt City Park. Imagine drafted in 42 and killed in uh, 43. Can you think of any way we could honor him? You can pull up his service details on the web. Veterans never forget. Thank you for your time. That was from Jerome. Thank you, Jerome, for bringing that to our attention. And uh, we get to do this because I have great sponsors. I know each and every one of them personally. And uh, if you uh, need their goods or services, a great way to work with great people who strive for excellence and also support the show is uh, to um, give your business to my sponsors. I am so pleased to have the Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance team as a sponsor of the show, and I'm talking with Roger Mangan. And, Roger, we think about insurance, we think about our cars, our, our apartments, our homes, but there's things that people don't think about that they should, correct? 
Yes, and those are the things that kind of come back to bite people because it hasn't been brought to their attention. So maybe the purpose of this show, at least for me in this show, would be to raise their level of consciousness about some things that they may not be aware of. For example, laptops. You have children and maybe your own, but children at college taking their laptops. You may spend $1,000 for a laptop or $2,000. And the question is, what happens if that laptop gets stolen or the student's on their bike and they drop it and it breaks? It's over with. The laptop is kaputs. So... What you want, and by the way, they're covered by your homeowner's policy, but your homeowner's policy has a deductible that usually is a half a percent or one percent. So, a five hundred thousand dollar house in Denver, average price five around five hundred thousand. That's a five thousand deductible. So, the laptop being covered isn't covered because the deductible exceeds a thousand dollars, the cost of the laptop. So, you can put that laptop on what we call a personal articles policy. PAP, sometimes called a PAF, Personal Articles Floater, with no deductible. A $1,000 laptop would cost per year about $60 to insure. And it's, it's all risk. It's not name peril. So if the hard drive explodes or collapses or gets overheated, that's going to be covered. So you can get it repaired, not only theft or dropping it, so you should look into that. If you want some information on that, call my office at 303-795-8855. We'd be glad to help you, guide you through some choices. So on these policies, Roger, so sort would that policy just be for that laptop, or would other things be included in that $60 per year? That would be the minimum premium for a PAF, and it happens to be the laptop cost $60 a year. So you can have one item on there, but normally you would have jewelry, you could have artwork, you could have um, collections you might have. So personal articles, floaters, identify a lot of specialty uh, personal property items that under your homeowners are covered but really, when it came to claim time, you wouldn't have a claim because of the deductible. If, it rise, if, if the coverage rides on your homeowner's policy, it's always subject to a deductible. So we want to get it off the homeowner's policy where there is no deductible to cover those kinds of items. Okay. Another example would be uh, e-bikes. Popular today. I wish... I trusted drivers. <laughs> I would buy one because they're so efficient and so effective. So if I pay $3,000 for a, an e-bike and I get on the road and um, park it and it's stolen, there is no coverage unless you have it specially insured. It's not covered under your homeowners or your car insurance. You need a policy on an e-bike. So a $3,000 e-bike would be about $15 a month to insure or $180 a year. So if you're in an e-bike or you're thinking about it, don't assume it's going to be covered unless you buy a separate policy for it. And uh, for uh, information on that, how can people reach you? You can call my office at 303-795-8855. Again, that is the Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance Team at 303-795-8855.
Award-winning realtor Karen Levine with REMAX Alliance understands the importance of home ownership. Karen Levine works tirelessly at the local, county, state, and national levels to protect your private property rights. With nearly 30 years' experience as a Colorado realtor, Karen Levine will help you navigate the complicated metro real estate market, whether you're buying your home, selling your home, considering a new build, or exploring investment properties. Kim Munson highly recommends Karen Levine. Call Karen Levine at 303-877-7516. That's 303-877-7516 for answers to all your real estate needs. You'd like to get in touch with one of the sponsors of The Kim Munson Show, but you can't remember their phone contact or website information. Find a full list of advertising partners on Kim's website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim, M-O-N-S-O-N, dot com. And welcome back to The Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N, dot com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter. You can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it. Our word of the day is august. And uh, now i got to get the computer back up here. But, Steve, I did what any smart person would do when uh, somebody has suggested a word and I struggle with a sentence. I said, Christy Whaley, how about if you use August in a sentence? So she did. So I've got it right here. And my, what did they call this? This is my lifeline. Is that what it is? Hey, Christy, it's my lifeline. (laughs) She also is, um, she's uh, one of my fellow Toastmasters. And she always, she's uh, really a wordsmith. And uh, she challenges me when I mispronounce something, too, which I really do appreciate. So, August. And uh, number one, the definition is respected and dignified. Synonym would be grand. Number two, of a quality inspiring mingled admiration and reverence, having an aspect of solemn dignity or grandeur, sublime, majestic, having exalted birth, character, state, or authority. Number three, noble, venerable, majestic, awe-inspiring, often of the highest social class. And this is what I got from my lifeline from Christie. Has there ever been a more august body of men than our founding fathers? Well done. Much better than my sentence in the first hour, Steve. <laughs> Yay, Christie is all I can say, because <laughs> she really got to the heart of that one. <laughs> okay, and... Um, Kurt Gerwitz, do you want to bite off the word of the day, or shall we just jump into our conversation? Well, it, it makes me think of my dad joke that I brought in for you today. You brought a dad joke? Yeah, it's, it's what do you call a fish wearing a bow tie? A fish wearing a bow tie. Sophisticated. Oh, brother. So maybe that, that fish is august. <laughs> nice try. <laughs> yeah. <it's>, <laughs> <laughs> Professor Gert, Kurt Gerwitz. If I would have known that was coming, I, I would have had a suitable sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Joe, Just you're probably going to have to get a, a whole bunch of those just to have those on, on uh, you know, ready to go. Okay, Professor Gerwitz, first of all, I know that you like to talk about your class that you teach. I do, yes. I teach the what I humbly call the best finance or investments class in all of Colorado. We do a deep dive on a pol- publicly traded Colorado company, and we do a equity analyst report. So we are going to recommend to our readers whether or not a they should invest. Uh, now, this is not uh, official 
is not investment te- advice. Yeah, it is not technically investment advice. We have to say that, and there are the disclaimer: it is, it is for educational purposes only for us. We get to uh, so you, you remember the industry; it always had not not may that you know the the past performance is not a good indicator of. It's the best indicator, but it's not a uh, perfect indicator of future performance, and it may lose value and all that good uh, legal jargon to uh, cover our booties. But the uh, yeah, so we covered the. I like the small cap companies. There's about a hundred publicly traded companies in Colorado, and you've got Ball Corp is one of the big boys. Crocs is one of the ones that you would know. But those guys are huge, and they're covered by a bunch of analysts already. Wall Street is looking at these companies because. There's money in in looking at these companies. Well, we look at the small ones in case Wall Street doesn't want to to hop on a flight and come out here to our our uh, humble mountain our state. August state, <laughs> yes, our august mountain state. And for example, uh, you know, Rocky Mountain Chocolate Factory is uh, you know they're headquartered in Durango. They are publicly traded. So I, I tell my students. Uh, and I tell anybody who will listen that you don't have to just buy the product. If you love the product, maybe consider buying the company. And mm-hmm. this is how you – this is a good – you know, my class, we teach how to think about should I or should I not buy the company. And so Rocky Mountain Chocolate Factory, um, it has no analysts covering it. So it, does anybody on Wall Street from New York, um, you know, the elites, do they want to fly into uh, Durango, Colorado and, and go interview the, the CEO and, and do their due diligence and fundamental analysis that we teach? On a, on a company that's so small. They're really small. And in fact, we're not covering them yet. They're on my target list. I would love to cover them, mostly because I want my Willy Wonka experience. I want a tour of the chocolate factory. <laughs> <laughs> but we did cover uh, Pure, Cycle, uh, Pure Cycle Corporation this last semester, and they are a water utility. And so here, here's a, a publicly traded water utility. So they're doing public-private uh, partnerships because that's they're providing water so they've got to come you know their competition is like denver water and and denver water just draws a line on the map and says if you live here we're a monopoly we've got that and so they have to these guys have to be nimble nimble they have to be creative and boy are they they uh to give themselves a customer they bought 900 acres in East Denver, uh, called an area called Sky Ranch, and they're just developing it. So now, my students—they not only do they have to tell our readers about what, how does a water utility work, and what, how do water rights work in Colorado? It's you know nothing simple there, and but that's fun and exciting. But they also now had to learn um, how does the land development industry work. And these guys are some of the houses they're building. They're selling them. Some of the houses they're building, they're going to keep them for rentals. And we really liked that uh, that narrative that they were a hedge against uh, uh, interest rates. So as interest rates go up, which is, is controlled by the the Fed, we call it America's central bank. You know, so then housing purchases will go down because it becomes more expensive to borrow money. Well, then renting goes up. If, if housing sales go down, renting goes up and vice versa. So if, if the, the, the housing market is on fire and everybody's buying houses, then, you don't, then renting goes down. Mm-hmm. And so vice versa. So they're ready for either one. And they're, like I said, they're, because they're like a, they're, they're, you know, it's a large company. It's you know, a couple hundred million in revenue. But they're nimble and they're, uh, they, they go where the profit is and they are, uh, you know, they're, they're promoting the, no, is, it, is profit a bad thing? Profit is an indication that you are efficiently delivering value to the market. 
So is that is it a bad thing? I was just thinking about this the other day. If you had a hundred people in a room and you you wanted to motivate them to help each other, you would put an economic incentive for them to do that. You mean like capitalism? Exactly like capitalism. And this is so. There's a story, and I hate to, that I had to, that I have to tell this story to people, but there's a story of of uh, you know a, a, a gentleman goes to the butcher and says, "I'd like some meat," and the the butcher says, well, you need to prove to me that you've done some service. You've provided value to your to your community. And so he hands him a, a $20 bill because he had just got that $20 bill by mowing his neighbor's lawn. And that's how money works. It's a storage of value, and we exchange it for goods and services. And um, and what we're going to talk about today is when the government gets involved, that there's you know there's always a cost to that. And inefficiency gets created. So I have another question for you. And you mentioned analysts, that uh, you said something about the big guys, that there's money in it. I'm like, okay, so what does that mean exactly? Because the analysts missed it on Silicon Valley Bank. There were analysts that were still out there recommending a buy when – if they'd really looked at – Jay Davidson had said uh, it it was the – was I don't know if it was the demand risk. Now I can't um, remember exactly what it was. But there was tremendous risk there with Silicon Valley Bank, and analysts missed it. Yeah, analysts missed a lot, and it, it always makes the news when they do. But they also they also hit the uh, – they get it right a lot of times also. And they, they're kind of – they are analysts are the journalists of the financial industry. And so it's, it's – um, I, I always encourage my student to watch a show. It's, it's on a movie, a documentary on Hulu right now called the china hustle and it's the story of a he's a financial advisor which i think you may have spent some time doing mm-hmm. or you're certainly adjacent you're certainly close mm-hmm. to it, so you understand that financial advisors help people with their you know where should i invest my money and he just he he wanted to do good by his his clients and he, he there was the the great financial crisis which analysts arguably analysts miss also and and uh, there's always the case that someone got it right and someone did not get it right mm-hmm. but um so he he wanted to do right by his clients and he said it was so terrible what happened that that his clients lost all their money in this great financial crisis and he said well what do we do next and and the answer was china and so he so as people are just like oh well china's the next you know place to put money because their their gdp can grow double digits in the united states we're not even close if we grew at three percent we'd be delighted mm-hmm. and but china ex- we expect them to grow at 11 percent. and so it's a, a good place to put money right <laughs> except for there's no transparency so he goes and says well let me let me actually investigate so he kind of becomes an analyst like he didn't take my class but you know the equivalent of it this okay. is what i'm teaching my students he's like be be suspicious be a journalist go figure out the real story and he finds out china's probably a terrible place to put your money that they're that we you we can't trust their numbers and um, and we're seeing like it, it feels a lot like a Ponzi scheme is what he f- discovers. And then he then and this is the part you would like. Then he goes political and you watch. And this is a true story. And you watch this guy try to get get a voice in Congress to say, look, we need to protect our investors. We need to get the word out that we're doing this again. We're just going to be hurting American investors. 
and uh, he just had a hard time getting the word out. And then you see a bunch of you know a bunch of uh, of these companies fail. It's illegal to be a to tell the truth in China. It's illegal to be a journalist. It's illegal to be an analyst. And there's a story of of an uh, you know. And so it kind of makes it even a little bit more romantic for them to be vigilante, and they they, they set up shop outside of a, uh, a factory that says they're producing a certain, you know, ton, a, a huge amount of of product, and then they sit outside and they count trucks, and, and you know, in this in this story, they you know, there's way less trucks than mm-hmm. they than they're reporting, mm-hmm. and so there you go, so you've got it. So we miss Silicon Valley Bank, um, perhaps, and it it. It's, you know what they they the surprise about Silicon Valley Bank seemed to be there was a couple surprises there, but one of them was how quickly people can move deposits out of banks. Well, and and they're supposed to be able to do that. Well, well, you know that's there, so. Look, we, you, you know we might see in Congress this um, we might see legislation about getting out of uh, protecting the consumer. You'll love that um, getting out of of uh, subscriptions. It's really easy to get into a subscription. I think Prime uh, Amazon Prime is going to get attacked even though it's beloved. More people have Amazon Prime than go to church in the United States. It's insane how big Amazon Prime is. And but it's real easy to sign up for Amazon Prime, but it's really hard to 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 cancel your Amazon Prime member. I've got I've got like 3 or 4 subscriptions through Apple. I've got uh, you know f- four or five through Google Play uh, and and I I always yeah, – I just see a few dollars trickling out of my account, and I'm like, oh, I need to cancel that one of these days. But clicking through and canceling it – I'm trying to close a bank account in Louisiana right now, and they say you have to walk into the office – walk into a branch. I'm like, I can't do that. I mean, I'm in Denver. And so they – I have to write a, a handwritten letter with you know these five things. I, I don't have to get it signed by uh, – or stamped by a, a notary. Mm-hmm. But it's hard to get out of financial things. So you have to tell them your your favorite food, your dog's first name, <laughs> right, all that yes. stuff, right? Yeah, even worse than that. So we'll, we'll, I think we'll see a we'll see legislation that says um, we to try to make it easier for consumers to cancel these subscriptions because it's easy to. And banks are are they've always thought that they they say the language is the deposits are sticky. It's really easy to get in, really hard to get out. Hmm. And that was a, a surprisingly not the case with Silicon Valley Bank. People could just leave by using their phones, and they did quickly, and it was, it was a bank run. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And what I find in – so we were talking about woke in the uh, first hour. So the, apparently the Silicon, Silicon Valley Bank was woke, and their management was focusing on wokeness instead of uh, actually – being bankers and doing what they were supposed to do. And there were many that were proud to be working with a woke bank, but when they figured out the woke bank might be in trouble, then then the real human uh, and human nature, we see that, and that's like, uh, you may be woke, but I want my money. <laughs> and that's what happened there. And then, of course, the woke O'Biden administration stepped in and uh, uh, honored, I guess, all of the deposits, which that was questionable as well. But we want to talk about the U.S. credit worthiness because this is something that is super serious. I have Kurt Gerwitz in studio, uh, professor uh, of uh, a great course, uh, really impressive on what you're doing with your students there. And uh, we get to have these discussions because of wonderful sponsors like Johnny Stubbs Heating and Air Conditioning Services. 
It's Colorado. We want warm homes in the winter and cool, comfortable homes in the summer. Johnny Stubbs Services is the heating and air conditioning company to call to ensure that your heating and cooling systems run efficiently and last for years. Johnny Stubbs Services' team of experts provide proper guidance to help you make informed decisions about your heating and cooling needs. Kim Munson highly recommends Johnny Stubbs Services. Schedule your air conditioning check before summer arrives at johnnystubbservices.com and receive a great gift. That's johnnystubbservices.com. Stay up to date on issues in public health and science by signing up and reading Dr. James Lyons-Weiler's latest articles at Popular Rationalism on Substack. Find more information about Popular Rationalism at kimmunson.com. Welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for a weekly email newsletter. You can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. And uh, thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. Something's a good idea. You shouldn't have to force people to do it. And uh, very pleased to have uh, Boson Law as a new sponsor of the show. They are a local law firm dedicated to helping injured individuals in Denver and the surrounding areas fight for the justice they deserve. Boson Law focuses on personalized representation tailored to your unique situation with one-on-one attention and counsel and consistent communication. Boson Law personal injury lawyers have extensive trial experience and have successfully represented clients against the interests of powerful corporations, manufacturers, insurance companies, and government agencies. Contact Boson Law at 303-999-9999 for a complimentary in-person consultation. That number is 303-999-9999. Kurt Gerwitz, uh, the U.S. Uh, credit worthiness has been downgraded. This is uh, this is serious, isn't it? It it it, it is. Um, there are there, I, you know I can I can uh, I can give you the other side of this. I can tell you why we think it's okay, or I can tell you who thinks it's okay, and and uh, you'll probably disagree. It I think it is serious. Um, there is time for us. There's enough time for us to to change our our ways and to change our path but there's no indication that we will and that's why it's serious Mm -hmm. so what happened is that fitch and there are three credit um rating agencies for corporate bonds and 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 they're they do government bonds as well and so you've got s&p global fitch and Moody's, one, two, three. And actually, I, I have those out of order because Fitch is the one that did this. They're the one that made the news. And they are like the third place of those three. So, you know, if you can name the third most popular cola in the United States after Coke and Pepsi, I'd be impressed. And if you could name the third most popular anything, I'm always impressed because the Pareto distribution, the 80 20 rule, makes the third thing not, mm-hmm. you know, mostly insignificant. But they, uh, they, but but they're also the rubber match. They're the you know I whenever I start a company I want three people in the company. I don't want to have a company with two people because you'll get deadlocks. I need you need a tiebreaker. Mm-hmm. And so if Fitch is a tiebreaker, then we're in trouble because S and P Global in 2011 after the Great Financial Crisis they downgraded the United States from the highest rating, which is called AAA, and they and they bring it down one called AA plus. And so S&P Global did that in 2011. It has not – the United States has not gone back up to the highest rating since then for S&P Global. And Fitch has downgraded us. So if there are companies 
or if there are investors and they're taking the average, then the average has now tilted in the wrong direction for the United States. So Moody's hasn't done anything yet? That's AAA with Moody's? Mo- yeah, that's right. So Moody's still thinks that the United States is the gold standard. And and the reality is, is that the United States is really still the gold standard. We just have... You know, I love this metaphor that I, I've got running in my head. It's like if you were going to lend your cousin money, but then you realized that... Um, that maybe you start to question whether or not he's ever going to pay you back. Right. And like if he if your cousin got in a fight with his wife and you thought, well, that's a dis- domestic dispute. Is that going to affect their credit worthiness? You might. It might. Right. It, yeah. it okay. might. And yeah. so when the Democrats and Republicans, when they when they get into these ridiculous fights over the debt ceiling that it was named it, January 6th was named. The debt ceiling was named. Um, I'm going to see if I can grab the language off my notes here. But it was it was um, embarrassingly bad governance is one of the reasons that the United States looks like we we might we, we no longer hold the highest rank credit rating. What about there's isn't there supposed to be a meeting in, in the end of August with uh, now I can't remember the name. It's the name of uh, these different countries that they may say that that the dollar will no longer be the currency for petro. Uh, oh yeah, the the um, the petrodollar. You know, there's so when, when we in 1971 Nixon took the U.S. dollar off of the gold standard and it became free floating and we and and people at that time thought it was the apocalypse and it was going to be the end of the world and, and it hasn't been. So what backs the U.S. dollar? And the answer is trust. It's faith faith in the U.S. government and and faith in the U.S. economic system, faith in our institutions. And this is why I think your voice, when you raise a red flag about our institutions are rotting, um, as much as I do not choose to, I choose to not be a declinist Mm -hmm. myself, I think that your voice is so important to say we've, we've got to We've got to be a city on the hill. We need the American exceptionalism in the world needs to continue. The the other countries look at us when they when they see like different parts of our government that will sue another part of our government, or just how our founding fathers one of their genius moves was the uh, separation of powers and the three branches of government. How they they can actually like disagree and fight with each other and, and that sort of adversarial relationship brings about the the best results Mm -hmm. and I was just and it's so interesting you would bring that up Kurt because I was thinking about the tension I was thinking about this this tension that is is going on right now in the um, Colorado GOP between the the Republican operative consultants that Really, they would really rather take out the grassroots GOP than the radical activist Democrats. Uh, and I thought, well, this tension that is occurring right now in the Colorado GOP, I think it's healthy uh, as far as the, that we've got this tension. We've not had that tension because um, it seems, let's see, uh, it seems almost like there's the this big, I don't know what to call it exactly. I, I hate, I guess the deep state, we'll call, we'll call it that. And there's the American people. 
And the American people are waking up to the, the danger. The administrative class. Of the administrative <laughs> state. And there is this tension that is occurring right now. And I think there's something really healthy about it because we haven't had this tension. We've just, we've, we've elected people and said, oh, you know, they, we know that they have our best interest in mind and okay, we won't pay any attention. We can't do that. We have a responsibility to pay attention. That's why we do the show is so that people can be paying attention to what's going on because this tension is super important, I think. Yeah, so the, it's, I mean, you and I were, were having a philosophical question about, you know, when is competition such a good thing? And it, it generally it is, right? But mm-hmm. there's probably specific cases where you don't, you know, n- none of us want to be held, none of us enjoy being held to account, right? It doesn't feel good, perhaps, or it doesn't, it doesn't feel good to have to compete. And, and, but we also find our best selves from it. So when you talk about, you know, the BRICS countries, perhaps. Oh, that's what it was, the BRICS countries. Yeah, so that's Brazil, Russia, India, China, uh, maybe Spain? I don't know, it's not Spain. No, um, it's, uh, so- is it South Africa? South Africa? I think it was South Africa. I'm going to think of the S, I'm sorry. Okay, but, I'll look it up. Um, and so when they get on that, when they get together and say they're going to trade uh, in their own currencies, we this this you know so America's dollar is the world reserve currency, and that what that means is like when other countries trade with us and we because we import so much more than we export, when we send them our dollars for them to send us their stuff, so that's U.S. dollars leaving the United States going into their bank accounts. And, you know, this is the thing I always – when I was working in foreign exchange, if you go into a bank in Mexico and you say, I'd like to open an account, they'll say, what currency would you like to open that in? It's illegal in the United States to ask the, for a banker to ask that question because this is, this is America. We're going to use dollars. We're going to speak English. We're going to use dollars. And um, we're not going to think in foreign languages. We're not going to think in foreign currencies. But in other countries, there's – they have these reserves of U.S. dollars, and there's as many outside the United States as there are inside the United States. And you need about um, forty trillion, or, or I'd say it's fifty trillion now. It's been a few years since I since I wrote my paper on this. That to run the global economy, and the dollars is. Let's compare the dollar to everything else. You've got the euro, you've got the Chinese yuan, you've got crypto, and um, gold so it compared to all of those the dollar the u.s dollar still stands out so above gold oh yeah absolutely well, gold, trading in gold is a pain in the butt right. gold is one of the worst of those there's a reason we don't like there's a reason you we were even when we were on the gold standard we were still just using paper paper representations mm-hmm. of gold and so um yeah so so there's just crypto has about like a a trillion, maybe two, in um, in market cap, and I said you needed forty or fifty trillion, and it has one or two. The euro, um, it's about the same size as crypto, actually. I think, and the Chinese yuan is actually because it's pegged to the U.S. dollar. It's just a proxy for the U.S. dollar. They're manipulating their currency and they're keeping it within a range, and so that's not even a real currency. It's not free floating, and there's not enough in circulation. And no one trusts the Chinese government to. They'll just change their mind and say, "Oh no, you don't own that anymore. We own that." That's the thing they do. They don't have the rule of law where different parts of the government can sue different other parts of the government. They don't have the institutions. They don't have the trust. And so there's really no close um, second to the U.S. dollar. And these countries that, 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 that we named, the BRICS countries, when they get together 
and say that they're going to trade in each other's currencies. Um, they've done this before, and we, we say uh, – you, you know, we we, America does not just lay back and say, good luck. America meddles in international affairs. So it it's a real big deal if they're going to tra- – like when I said – Does we, Biden care? Does the Biden administration and the administrative state care? Because it seems to me, Kurt, what, what they're doing with this out-of-control spending and this printing of money is they are undercutting the U.S. dollar. And – so if we had real leadership, somebody that really cared about the American people, the American economy, that'd be one thing. But I, I don't trust it. Yeah, it's, it's a, the spending is a problem. The, I came in here a month ago and talked about the debt in, at $33 trillion is a real problem. We got downgraded because we're, we are now spending more on interest than we are in, in defense. So and, and that, when I was talking to Dr. Brian June Depth. So the Federal Reserve has this meteoric raising of interest rates, which is one of the reasons Silicon Valley Bank got into trouble. But it, it did put then some of these banking institutions uh, on the edge, has made it very difficult for businesses. Why on earth would they raise those rates so quickly? I, I, that seemed because they found themselves behind the ball. They you know they they when inflation first showed up. They Which s- is government-induced. <laughs> it is. And um, when it first showed up, they th- well, it, they thought it wasn't government-induced at oh, that time. Oh, come on. Janet, Janet Yellen, it's transitory. I about fell off my, uh, my chair on that one. Yeah, well, they, they, the reason they, they cited that they said it was transitory is because they thought it was related to the supply chain. And the supply chain was really disrupted by COVID. We couldn't get a lot of things in. It's still disrupted. It's also disrupted by, uh, you know, tariffs and bad laws. But it's it, and so some of it still is going to be that. But it it is absolutely you know it as it turns out it was not transitory, right? You, so you were right. You should have bet on that. You could you could have won money on that. And uh, so the Fed's mandate is is twofold. They have to they're they're concerning themselves primarily with inflation and also jobs. So, so unemployment and inflation are the two things that the the reason the Fed exists or the reason the, that the Fed believes it exists are those two things and they think inflation is a civilization killer. They look at the fall of Rome, they look at the rise of Hitler and they say inflation caused those and they were like, look, we should we should have a recession in the United States in order to and a recession hurts people. Oh, their suicide goes up. Um, people lose their jobs. It's it's recessions are horrible, but but they think it's less painful than inflation. And so they got behind the ball. So they they moved it up too quickly. And I think they need to stop. I don't think they're going to stop. I think they're going to do one or two. Historically, they they most recessions have been caused by the Fed raising right, rates. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. I'm talking with Professor Kurt Gerwitz. And, uh, uh, and I'll just mention BRICS is Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. That's B-R-I-C-S. And we were talking about that just a moment ago. Uh, but we have these important conversations because of important sponsors like Lauren Levy. 
Knowledge is power. A reverse mortgage can be an important financial tool for individuals 62 and older. It is essential to understand the process so that all your questions are answered. With nearly 20 years in the mortgage industry, Lauren Levy with Polygon Financial Group has the experience to answer your questions. Lauren understands that each financial transaction is personal. If you'd like to explore your options on a reverse mortgage, remodel your home, buy a rental property, or move, call Lauren Levy at 303-880-8881. Kim Munson highly recommends Lauren Levy for all your mortgage needs. Call Lauren at 303-880-8881. All of Kim's sponsors are an inclusive partnership with Kim and are not affiliated with or in partnership with KLZ or Crawford Broadcasting. If you would like to support the work of the Kim Munson Show and grow your business, contact Kim at her website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N, Franktown Firearms staff and customers alike are concerned with your safety and ability to shoot well, and that comes from the sense of community that they foster at their shop. The staff doesn't work on commissions from sales, so there won't be any pressure to buy what you don't need. They host events like Ladies' Night every first Friday and a tactical fun night every third Friday because they value their community and they understand that selling the most expensive product doesn't help you learn to shoot. Your money goes further at Franktown because they'd rather you to be self-sufficient with what you already own and be proficient in using it. If you're looking for a range and shop that can take you to the next level in your self-defense training, learn how to shoot in realistic scenarios from instructors who have been there, done that. Then look no further than Franktown Firearms. Go to klzradio.com slash franktown. Franktown Firearms, where friends are made. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for a weekly email newsletter. You can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it. Text line is 720-605-0647. Call in is 303-477-5600. Wanted to mention uh, two nonprofits that I dearly love, and uh, one of those is the Center for American Values, uh, located in Pueblo, Colorado, on the beautiful Riverwalk, and a couple of things. Uh, the Center for American Values focuses on uh, honoring our Medal of Honor recipients, and I've been uh, sharing quotes from this beautiful Medal of Honor quote book uh, almost every morning. And then also, they are focusing on 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 the reasons that, that we have these Medal of Honor recipients. Who, when the situation presented itself, they took action. And so we have to take action in the battle of ideas that we're engaged in. And uh, so they also have these great educational programs regarding uh, integrity and honor, integrity, and patriotism. So you get, get more information at AmericanValueCenter.org. And then also the USMC Memorial Foundation. I got to know them as in my journey uh, with America's Veteran Stories. And Paula Sarles and her team, and Paula is the president, but she's also a Gold Star wife and a um, uh, Marine veteran. It is on her heart and her team's heart to raise the money for the remodel of the Marine Memorial. And you can do that by going, and you can help them by going to USMCMemorialFoundation.org. That's USMCMemorialFoundation.org. Uh, Kurt Gerwitz is in studio with me. And I love Christy Whaley. She always reminds us that it wasn't COVID that disrupted everything. It was the reaction to COVID that did that. And I think that's important that people make that distinction. 
I, I love Christy. She, you know, she was a mentee of mine. She was a protege at, at, at Toastmasters. I was her mentor. Oh, really? Yeah, and, and she was working on a uh, bringing more mentoring relationships into Liberty Toastmasters. So we loved – she did good she, work she, there, yeah. And, yeah, she's a real wordsmith, and uh, I really appreciate that with her. So, Christy, thank you. Have a great day. I will, I will push back. I think – it, we're talking about the supply chain, and it was COVID in other countries where, like, where people were really dying and not showing up to work, and and things were not getting manufactured, and, and shipping didn't happen. But again, it was the reaction to a lot of things. It was a the reaction. Uh, um, so that's a whole nother discussion. We'll, we'll but it was the it was the, it was the reaction to all of that dis- that disrupted everything. We've got uh, Gammy on the line. Gammy, what's on your radar? Well, I'm sorry about Steve going. I mean, I'm happy for him if he's happy, but I'm sorry to see him go, too, because you two make such a great, you know, <laughs> dueling banjos. Um, That's true, and I will miss him, Gammy, and very excited, though. Um, Joe, I think, is, is, is young, much younger than us, and I'm really excited about the perspective that he is oh, going yeah. to bring. So I think that's going to be super awesome. That's true. Okay, look, I'll get right to the meat of it. I had to miss a little bit of the show when I had to go out already and I'm back in. But I stayed on Zoom all day Saturday to be show solidarity since I couldn't go to Castle Rock, you know, to the meeting for the GOP. Okay. And I I tried to keep an open mind. I, I did a lot of chat writing on the side with a few people on the chat. But what I watched... Um, one of the heroes in my book was Bonniewell when he spoke. I mean, to me, he nailed it. But what I started to see, I saw a deterioration, and I call them stall tactics. I've watched for the last three years. They stall with stupid stuff that really is not relevant to the moment. But I saw the stall, so I knew what was coming. You know, I knew this was a setup. And that made me sad. But I think that we've been bashed as the, quote, grassroots top-line people. And yet, those people that are now in there try to show everyone the most stunning part of the day for me was the treasurer giving his report of the literally lying and stealing of money or, in the very least, mismanagement and moving of money in places it shouldn't be. They had to empty three storage units with almost nothing Okay, now, G- Gammy, I, I did not see this, so... Uh, oh, uh, wow, you got to catch that treasurer report. Okay. Because he showed all the books, he showed the money, and people wrote checks to themselves. I mean, there are some bad so, stuff that happened. So this was the before uh, this... Before Dave Williams... Yeah, they couldn't even get the books for weeks and weeks. And the SEC, you know, wanted their books. You know how you have to report regularly. They couldn't even get the books timely. When they finally got them, there were irregularities. And this man showed it on slides to the whole assembly, the body, as they call it. I mean, this is not a joke. The the establishment, I forget what you just called them a little while ago, the establishment, the people who don't want any of our people, the Todd Williams, you know, the Dave Williams, anybody, they don't want any of the people we represent. And yet, unless the parties are transparent, and plus, everybody was complaining, and I thought, are you people 
missing brain cells that you would dare to expect anybody to be able to vote in your that's like letting the kansas city chiefs vote for the bronco players they're gonna hire it was the the height of insanity and i i told myself did these people have too many booster shots and their brains aren't working because nothing made sense to me except contrived nastiness and stupidity when the republic is in danger you don't quote f-a-r-t around like they did so i'm i'm feeling like these people really weren't being honest because dave took over they had three accounts and they had very little money in any of them why would you have three storage units with almost nothing in them charging tons of money every month and they couldn't even get codes for weeks to get wow. into monitor stuff. Okay, Gammy, thank, thank you. And thank you for being the watchdog that you are. And, um, Gammy, I think what, what you're saying, and I'm going to throw this over to Kurt, is transparency. So uh, I, I had heard, and, and I actually had seen uh, some of uh, somebody had taken a, a photo of the, the treasure's Report and it just it doesn't make sense for a healthy organization to not have you know have a healthy turnover from you know one one um, I, I don't want to say regime but maybe that's the word but from you know from one set to the other and it there should be transparency and so these questions that you're bringing up Gammy are important questions thank you so much and boy i tell you uh, kurt i tell you transparency is so important but sometimes it's uh, people don't want to believe that that would occur i mean it's it's hard to believe sometimes yeah well i really enjoyed uh, Gammy just now uh, <laughs> i mean she that's that's an advertisement for my class like you got to 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 Go to a meeting and understand what the treasurer is saying and that the – I wrote down the word transparency, but I also wrote down clean books and follow the money. And these are the skills we teach you know, an analyst to think about. And so you know, a, a wise man once said, um, don't just tell me your values. Show me your budget. <laughs> You're going to love the quote that I have for the end of the show as well um, because I actually chose it and didn't realize that we would be talking – about transparency so much with you and with Dr. Brian Junedepth. Uh, and it, it pains me. It just pains me to see this, this infighting. But yet it is important um, to see, kind of to get to the transparency on what has been happening in Colorado politics over this time because ultimately – what has happened while all this has been going on, while the Republican operative consultant class has kind of been controlling the party and then been in bed with the radical activist Democrats, then we see what's happening in Colorado. And, and I mean, inflation is hurting people. Crime. Number one in uh, auto thefts. My cousin came up from Kansas and parked their vehicle uh, in the hotel parking lot of an airport a hotel out by the airport they came out the next day it was gone mm. six people from my hometown have had their car stolen that's why i and drive I a stick shift <laughs> yeah right they're going i can't drive that that's i'm not right. gonna go. but um crime and homelessness and inflation and uh, dirty cities uh, all of this people you know people are wondering what's happened to colorado so we've got just uh, less than a minute what what's your final thought on everything so fitch when it downgraded the united states government it said 
that the it, it cited three things: the erosion of governance, high and growing debt burden, and expected fiscal deterioration. And so we just we've we've got to turn it around. And so I always conclude with the simplicity at the end of all this complexity is our own personal spirituality. If we can just sit in silence and discover our Christ consciousness inside of us, or our you know Buddha energy, if in case you're not a Christian. Inside of us, each one of us has something that is calm, curious, creative, connected, compassionate, confident, clear, and courageous. And you listen to that voice, and it will guide you to take on these problems. Well, that's why we do what we're doing. Kirk Gerwitz, it's always great to have you here. Thank you. It's great to be here. Thanks. And our quote for the end of the show is Patrick Henry. He said, the liberties of a people never were nor ever will be secure when the transactions of their rulers may be concealed from them. So, my friends, today be be grateful, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful, beautiful music, communicate and listen well, live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals, and like Superman, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. My friends, you are not alone. God bless you. And God bless America. Young, like a new moon rising, fierce through the rain and lightning, wandering out into this great unknown. And I don't want no one to cry, but tell them if I don't survive. and opinions expressed on KLC 560 are those of the speaker, commentators, hosts, their guests, and callers. They are not necessarily the views and opinions of Crawford Broadcasting or KLZ Management, employees, associates, or advertisers. KLZ 560 is a Crawford Broadcasting God and Country Station.